ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into the Tuesday, June 6th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to get the text in this hour. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. That's going to be a part of today's edition of the show. It's going to be open text line throughout the hour, so I'm looking forward to hearing from you. There's a lot to get into today. We've got some coaching news to tell you about from Marshall. We'll also get into some Sunbelt news. There is a yearly cup. It's sort of like a commissioner's cup. It's a measure of where athletic departments are in the Sunbelt. We'll tell you which Sunbelt school won it and where Marshall ended up in the standings. Marshall did not do as well as I would have hoped. So we'll go over those standings with you. And we'll tell you the school that performed the best, top to bottom, across all of the programs, all of the sports in the Sun Belt. And the thing with Marshall is Marshall only had two sports in which it did not compete, and that's men's tennis and beach volleyball. So all the other sports that are sponsored in the Sun Belt, Marshall has a team and has points in all of those sports. So And looking at the standings, there are a lot of schools that don't have multiple teams in different sports, so we'll go over that with you as well. But, again, the text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's the number to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here in ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. So how many of you were listening yesterday to Kentucky baseball or keeping an eye on the Lexington Regional Monday night? Kentucky beat Indiana 4-2. Moorhead's Mason Moore pitched the final five innings for Kentucky, shut out the Hoosiers. And so the Wildcats are now headed to the Super Regional and Louisiana going to take on LSU. We're going to have that game for you Saturday Sunday, and if needed on Monday, we'll have that for you on Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40. So looking forward to that one. Also, Sunbelt Conference member Southern Miss headed to a Super Regional. Finished off Penn yesterday to win the Auburn Regional. And the Golden Eagles are going to face Tennessee in Knoxville this weekend. So that's good for the Sunbelt to get a team in the Super Regional. And, of course, we know how good Southern Miss is in baseball. Usually it's football season, baseball season, and preseason football season in Hattiesburg with Southern Miss. I said this for years when Southern Miss was the program to beat in Conference USA. Anytime that Southern Miss is one of the best programs in your conference, the conference is better. I always felt that. That's the respect I have for Southern Miss and Southern Miss, not so bad in the Sun Belt as far as the uh, cup standings are concerned. So we'll go over that as well. But that's just one of my assertions that I'm going to carry over to the Sun Belt. A good Southern Miss brings more value to the Sun Belt. And it did in Conference USA. When Southern Miss was really good, I thought Sun Belt, sorry, Conference USA was really good. Now, hopefully, with the Sun Belt. And, of course, hopefully Marshall will get up there as well if Marshall is competitive and all programs across the board. That's going to help the league as well. 
I thought when Marshall was winning in the Mid-American Conference in football, not necessarily the other sports, but football got elevated to another level when Marshall was in the Mid-American Conference to the point where the Mid-American Conference was starting to catch up with Marshall in football. Marshall was dropping a little bit, and I thought that the teams in the Mid-American Conference were catching up. Marshall could only dominate so long in the Mid-American Conference, and then it started to come down a little bit. Part of that was on Marshall. A lot of that was also because teams in the Mid-American were starting to improve, get better, take football a little bit more seriously. And then Marshall making the jump into Conference USA, where middle-of-the-pack team for the most part, you did win a championship there. So I'm hoping that the Sun Belt's the right place still for the Thundering Herd. So we'll go into all of that, look at these uh, standings, where Marshall ranks. And, and again, this is a good, st- good I think, indicator of where the athletic program is, where the athletic department is at this moment. This is a snapshot of the 2022-23 season. No way an indicator of what next year will look like. It could all change. But highlights include football, basketball, soccer was a highlight as well. So we'll go over all of that. And, of course, as I mentioned, let's get your text in. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. We got baseball coming up for you tonight here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Pirates defeated the A's yesterday 5-4. to So they'll get right back at it tonight. 705 is going to be first pitch. We'll have that game. And then the getaway game will be tomorrow afternoon right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Reds got the win over the Brewers 2 to nothing yesterday, and the Reds now open up a three-game home series with the Dodgers. That's coming up tonight, 7-10. And the Guardians opening up a home series with the Red Sox tonight, 7-10 as well. And the Charleston Dirty Birds back at home tonight, taking on Gastonia. And that's going to get a, get on about 6.35 or so. So that's when uh, that one will start to go and We'll have, of course, our weekly check-in with the Charleston Dirty Birds coming up tomorrow. We're also going to have Ari Agnes on, Marshall's volleyball coach, get an update on the schedule that was recently released. So all of that is coming up tomorrow, and you can tune in right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Let's get your text in. When we continue, we'll go down the list. How Marshall's do? How the Thundering Herd do? And the Vic Bubbas Cup standings, this is how every athletic department did. It's a, it's a running total, how every athletic department did. And we'll go over that when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're opening up our text line at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back. It is the Tuesday edition of The Drive for June 6th here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So let's go over the standings for the Vic Bubba's Cup. This is a... It's a prize awarded to the top athletics department and this Sunbelt Conference is based on a point system. So let's get you up to speed. 
Marshall, a new member of the Sunbelt Conference. And what this is about, it's named after the Sunbelt Conference's first commissioner, Vic Bubbas. Vic led the conference from 1976 to 1990. Also had a really good career. He was a coach at Duke University and inducted into the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame. And so the point system, and I'm not even going to do the math. I'm not even going to get into the math here. Points for the Bubba's Cup are awarded based on regular season finish or Sunbelt Championship finish. The number of schools sponsoring the sport also determines the points awarded. Divisional standings and tiebreakers are considered for certain sports like soccer. So the winner of the Vic Bubba's Cup is the University of South Alabama. South Alabama has won this cup 16 times. That's the most in the history of the Sun Belt. South Alabama earned 142 points, surpassed James Madison, which came in second at 132. Louisiana was third at 127.5. Newcomer, Southern Miss, also in the top five at 124.5. And Texas State scored 124 points. That's your top five. So two new schools inside the Sun Belt. And James Madison is second, and Southern Miss is fourth. That's pretty good. Here's what the rest of the standings look like. Coastal Carolina came in at sixth with 121.5 points. Arkansas State was seventh at 110.5 points. Troy was eighth at 109 points. Georgia Southern was ninth at 105 points. Marshall, tenth with 103 points amassed or accumulated. The good news is Marshall did beat App State in the standings. App State comes in at 11 with 91.5 points. Old Dominion is 12th at 79.5 points. And there's a good reason for that. I'll explain that in a minute. ULM is 13th at 77 points. And Georgia, I'm sorry, Georgia State, Georgia State. 14th, dead last, with 65.5 points. And Georgia State did well in a few sports. So if you look at where Georgia State got some points, it actually was, believe it or not, men's soccer picked up some points there. And beach volleyball, big sport for Georgia State. Beach volleyball and soccer, men's soccer, and let's not forget women's soccer, did well there also. So Georgia State did well in those sports, and then not so good across the board. Here's how Marshall scored. And again, the more points you have, the better you did in a column. For example, I'll use this one. In women's cross country, Georgia State had one point. Marshall had 10 points in women's cross country. Men's cross country, Marshall had six points. In women's soccer, Marshall had five and a half points. In men's soccer, and not many schools are in men's soccer, Marshall had eight points. Now, there are other schools that are also in the league that are not eligible for the Bubba's Cup. So they get points theoretically, but those are thrown out. So Marshall had eight points in men's soccer. In volleyball, three and a half points. In football, Marshall had 10 points. To give you an idea of how this works, Arkansas State had one point in football. Marshall had 10 points in football. Coastal Carolina and James Madison had 11 and a half points in football. South Alabama, 
13 and a half points and Troy 14 and a half points. And again, scoring awarded based on regular season finish for sports that have a regular season conference schedule. Points are awarded based on Sunbelt Championship finish if that sport does not have a regular season conference schedule. Points are awarded based on the number of schools sponsoring the sports. Institutions not sponsoring a sport do not receive points in that sport. And institutions tying for positions split the combined points of their positions. Also for schools, I'm sorry, for sports that have both a regular season schedule and a conference tournament, one additional point will be awarded to the winner of the conference tournament. Just to give you an idea how these points work, just uh, looking down the list here, Marshall in women's indoor track and field accumulated six and a half points. The high school was Arkansas State with 13. And men's indoor track and field, Marshall have one point. And the high school, Arkansas State at seven. There are a lot of schools, believe it or not, there are a lot of schools that do not sponsor men's indoor track and field. James Madison does not. Coastal Carolina does not. Troy doesn't. Georgia Southern doesn't. App State doesn't, Old Dominion doesn't, Georgia State doesn't. Now, everybody has women's basketball and men's basketball. Marshall in women's basketball, six and a half points. The high school was James Madison with 14. In men's basketball, Marshall had 12 and a half points. Marshall had a pretty good schedule, pretty good season. Didn't win the conference, but by other metrics, that was a pretty good season. In comparison, James Madison had 11 points. Louisiana had 13 and a half points. Southern Miss had 14 points. Looking at the rest of the list, women's golf had three points. Women's tennis had eight and a half points. The high school there was Old Dominion at 15. Men's tennis, Marshall does not sponsor, so no points awarded. Men's golf, two points. Marshall does not, at the moment, sponsor beach volleyball, so no points awarded there. Then we get to softball. In softball, Marshall had 10 points. Louisiana had 13 points. In comparison, Marshall had 10 points. And South Alabama had 11 points. Also, in women's outdoor track and field, Marshall accumulated 8 points. The high school there was Arkansas State at 13 points, just to give you a comparison. Looking at men's outdoor track, Marshall, 1 point. And then baseball, Marshall, 1 point. Southern Miss had 14 points, give you an idea of what the top end looks like. Uh, Coastal Carolina had 14 points as well. So that's what the top looks like as far as the standings there. But you put it all together, Marshall accumulated 103 points. That's 10th in the conference. What held Marshall back? Well, you can't say too much about Marshall not sponsoring enough sports. Because of all the sports sponsored, the only two sports Marshall doesn't sponsor, again, is men's tennis and beach volleyball. But a lot of schools don't sponsor beach volleyball. And Southern Miss in the top five does sponsor beach volleyball. Coastal Carolina at six sponsors beach volleyball. And the other two schools that sponsor beach volleyball that registered in this thing, Georgia State with eight points and ULM at three and a half. There's a big gap there, and they're two bottom schools. Old Dominion doesn't sponsor women's cross country, men's cross country, women's indoor track and field, men's indoor track and field, beach volleyball, softball, women's outdoor track and field, and men's outdoor track and field. So these are all the sports that Old Dominion does not sponsor. And if Old Dominion would have sponsored a few of these, I think that that 12th place standing would have gone up a little bit more, 79.5.
looking at the numbers, baseball definitely should go up, we hope. You have a new coach coming in. You're going to have a new facility. You're going to have, I'm going to say, a new team when that new stadium opens. And so Marshall's place in baseball should go up. Can't get worse. And then track and field, there's pressure there now because you're going to bring in a new coach with outdoor track and field having a one out of all the points possible, just one. And men's indoor track and field also at a one. So if Marshall would have done better at men's track and field, maybe Marshall could have been a little bit higher in middle of the pack here. Wouldn't have caught South Alabama by any stretch of the imagination with 142 points compared to Marshall's 103. It wouldn't have made a difference. Unless Marshall just had a tremendous track and field season. And then maybe that would have pushed it. So those are the weak sports right now. If you look at the standings, men's indoor track and field with one point. Men's outdoor track and field with one point. Baseball, one point. Men's golf, unfortunately, two points. Women's golf, unfortunately, with three points in the standings. And then, unfortunately, for volleyball, which I think it will be on the upswing, volleyball with three and a half points. Those are the low sports. Cross country for the women did well. Men's cross country was okay. Women's soccer was all right. That wasn't great, wasn't bad, but it was all right. Men's soccer is going to be strong, obviously. Football is going to be strong, obviously. Men's basketball was strong. Will it be strong in the future? We will see. Softball is going to be strong. So you're going to see some sports weigh the number down a little bit, and you're going to see some sports right now bring the number up. But across the board, South Alabama was the only only thing that South Alabama really had a problem in was women's ba- basketball. Women's basketball, they had a one and a half. That was it. And baseball, baseball was a four for them, and one and a half points in women's basketball. Across the board, though, they were high eights. They had a five in men's indoor track and field, but high eights, nines, a couple of sevens there. Uh, they had multiple double digit scores that pushed them across the finish line. So they get this Vic. Bubba's Cup. So here is the new goal for Marshall Athletics. Not only is it to win a football championship, I think for Herd fans, the goals are this. Herd fans, win a football conference championship. That's probably priority number one. Is that fair to say? Win a men's basketball championship. That's probably priority number two in Herd fans' minds. Is that fair to say? Now, what's number three? I would think number three in Herd fans' priority is either going to be, at this moment, women's basketball or softball. Is that fair? Women's basketball, three maybe, with the new energy that is being brought to the program? Or will it be softball with the energy that's already there? After all, Kim Stevens is coming to town, and she's bringing a lot of energy for women's basketball. And, of course, this is, again, this is just us talking. If you're a Herd fan, are you prioritizing a women's basketball championship or a softball championship in your mind. If you had to give me a list today, top five sports you want to see a championship in. I'm not going to have you rank them all, but if you could rank them, what are your top five sports that you must see a championship in? And I would say soccer has got to be in the top five since we can't decide if women's basketball or softball is the important one here. For some, men's soccer might be a two, a three. For some, it might be a four. So where do you where do you stand? If you could prioritize championships, I'm going to say football is number one, obviously. It has to be. It's, it's the signature sport of college athletics. 
For a lot of Herd fans, the only athletic program that you're familiar with is the football program, and for others, it's the basketball program. And then there are those who like them both. But after football and men's basketball, what's the priority for you as a Herd fan? And it might be baseball now because with baseball getting a new stadium, there's going to be some expectations here, so we can't overlook baseball. Obviously, the athletic department would like to prioritize all of them, every sport, competitive for a championship here, but is... As a Herd fan, if I could give you money, you know how you have on the betting games, like, okay, here's $5 million. Where are you spending it? Where are you spending it to get your players? Here's your level one, your level two players. It costs this amount. Your level three, your level four, your level five. It costs this amount each. I'll just use five million as a random number. Where are you putting? Where are you putting the uh, the, the tier one money? Where are you putting the tier two money? Where are you putting the tier three money? Like, okay, put the money on football first. Prioritize football. Okay. It leaves us it leaves us some more money. All right. Put the second most in men's basketball. Okay. That that leaves us some money here. All right, put the third most in, and then that's up to you. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We continue on with this Tuesday, June 6th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to talk Marshall Volleyball schedule with Marshall Volleyball coach Ari Agnes. So she's coming on the program tomorrow. And we'll go over the schedule. You get a chance to go check out that new volleyball Terra Flex court. Looks pretty good. So we'll have Ari on with us tomorrow. And, of course, we'll have our weekly update from the Charleston Dirty Birds. That's on tomorrow's show. Speaking of what's happening with Marshall basketball, we were talking about that earlier where maybe Marshall is, if you're ranking sports, if you're ranking sports on which sport has, in your mind has to win a championship, you're going to prioritize which sport. Obviously, for many of you, it's going to be football, then basketball. For some of you, it might be reverse. But then after that, is it going to be women's basketball? You're going to prioritize that sport next. Will it be softball? Or is it in your mind, okay, this sport has to win a championship. Do what it takes. It has to happen. Marshall needs to be good in football, then basketball, and then everything else, it can follow in this order. Well, Marshall women's basketball stepping things up. Earlier this year, hiring Kim Stevens, bringing a championship pedigree with her, moving up to Division One. So now she has promoted Jenna Burdett to the role of associate head coach. Burdett previously coached with Stevens at Glenville State. So there's some history there. And she enters her third season as an assistant coach at Marshall. She was part of the program since 2021. And so she's been elevated now. She is going to be an associate head coach. So some good news there. Um, I always liked when I when I talked to Coach Burdett, I was very I was always uh, very impressed with her, always enjoyed talking to her, very thoughtful coach. So uh, congratulations to what she's able to do with the Thundering Herd. There's going to be a serious focus on women's basketball. If you haven't seen it yet, you will. You absolutely will because this athletic department is into the flash and the sizzle and everything else that goes into it. 
there's just not going to be any of this, hey, we got a women's basketball coach, okay, come out and see our games. There's going to be a lot of flash and sizzle with that. There's going to be a lot of flash and sizzle at, at football games as we speak now. They're continuing to tear down that erector set monstrosity that I have not, not liked since before it was put into commission. Absolutely could not stand that thing, so... Uh, There's going to be a lot of flash and sizzle there with the new scoreboard. Can't wait to see what it looks like. In action, just what it's going to do, how that's going to change the overall aesthetic of the football footprint, the, the shape of the bowl. I tell you what I'd like to see happen. I've always wanted to see the Shoei building come down. I wanted to see the Shoei come down. Now, hear me out. My initial thought was tear down the erector set end zone and build a new complex, a new facility on that side. And you could have you could have football facility there, locker rooms, everything. You build it on that side, and then you could put some seating over top of it. But just have that be your have a, a bigger footprint for that. But now that you're going to put the scoreboard in. And I know it'd be silly right now because they've put some work into the shoey. It'd be silly just to say, let's just rip this thing out and do it again. But I would love to see a new facility building, a new shoey, mind you, that would be a bigger complex for football as far as locker rooms, meeting rooms, everything you need, everything you need for, for football to function in. And then build it bigger, make this thing a complex. And, of course, that includes offices. You could also have opportunities to sell suites, private suites. You do it upright. Make that a, a showcase portion of the stadium. Just Because you can't do too much with the grandstands. And something else I've always wanted Marshall to do, ever since Marshall opened up the stadium, I thought that it was a mistake to chair back just a certain section of those of the stadium. Just to chair back the center portion on the home side, the press box side. I thought that was a mistake. I would love to see, and I've wanted this for a long time now, and it might wreck capacity a little bit as well, so you might have to do some, some creative reconstruction here, but... I have wanted to see the entire stadium chair-backed. And uh, you can sell the, uh, the, the temporary chair-backs. I get that. You can, you can do that. But I, I've wanted to see the entire stadium re-chaired. Just re-chair it. It looks great, Louisville. Redo it. Just chair, chair every seat. Make the experience better. Chair every seat. And it might kill a little bit of your seating capacity, but let's be honest— how many times has Marshall really sold this thing out in the last several years? And I know you like to have the opportunity to put more fans in there, but I would share this thing out completely, and I would I'd have the, the new end zone, scoreboard. I'd have a whole new footprint over there, and then I would work on the concourses. Absolutely. That's what I would love to see. Just work on the concourses. Do something different with the concourses. Maybe instead of having fencing, we could we could use the same materials. I mean, stay with the you can stay at the brick, right? You want to stay at the brick? Obviously, that's what the the outside looks like with the press box. I would redo the entire concourse, and I would I would enclose it. I would enclose it, and I would enhance the concourse and everything I possibly could. I'm spending a lot of money, aren't I? Absolutely here. I'm spending a lot of money for things I want. But to get back to the original point here, 
Yeah, we're going to see a lot of flash and sizzle here over the next few years because we're going to see a lot of effort pushed the basketball team's way in women's basketball. I think you're going to see that as a point of growth for Marshall. I think softball is going to be a point of growth for Marshall, especially after the season. Baseball definitely is going to be a point of growth for Marshall, and you're going to see a huge push to, to elevate these programs further. So I would say in the grand scheme of things here, I can't truly rank it after two because if Chris Grassy was with me, he would rank it completely different. But it would be football, your primary sports that if you're a Hurt fan, you have to have a championship in. It's football, men's basketball, now it's women's basketball even more softball, men's soccer, and baseball is probably going to have to work its way into that conversation with the new facility being built. So baseball, definitely. And then, hopefully, we can elevate volleyball, bring it up along. We can bring women's soccer along. And definitely would like to see some of the other sports elevated as well. 304-396-TALKS, our text line, 304-396-8255. Final segment coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Following Keith Morehouse uh, from WSAZ, he has uh, posted a statement from the family of Malik Gant. And uh, some sad news here. So I'm going to read the statement before we continue uh, just to say that uh, he was really he was really a, a, a standout player for Thundering Herd football. But uh, this is a statement from the Gant family regarding Malik Gant. It is with heavy hearts that we announce the death of our beloved family member, Malik Gant. Malik was found deceased on May 25, 2023 in Miami, Florida. We're devastated by this unimaginable loss and are grieving deeply. Malik was a remarkable individual who touched the lives of many with his kindness, charisma, and unwavering spirit. He will be remembered as a loving son, a cherished brother, a devoted grandson, a valued teammate, and a dear friend to countless individuals. His memory will forever live on in our hearts. And again, uh, this is a statement, uh, a portion of a statement that uh, Keith Morehouse from WSAZ uh, just uh, posted. And so I've retweeted it and I will uh, will share it. It's uh, some sad news today. So uh, very, very sorry to hear that and our condolences to the family of Malik Gant. Um, And with that said, um, we're about out of time on this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. There is um, some information from the statement. Um, if, um, If you would like to direct questions and cards and letters of condolence, um, you can do so to Miss Natalie Williams. Her email address is natalie at blitzassoc.com. That is N-A-T-A-L-I-E at B-L-I-T-Z-A-S-S-O-C dot com. And again, uh, this is a statement that uh, Keith Morehouse shared momentarily about the passing of Malik Gant. So this is uh, news to me as well. So again, our uh, heartfelt condolences going out to uh, everyone uh, involved, the Gant family and those in the uh, immediate and uh, extended families. And of course, uh, to those who uh, 
knew Malik well from herd football. So our condolences go out on that sad news. And with that, uh, we are going to end the program today. We'll be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And uh, we'll have Ari Agnes as our guest from Marshall Volleyball. Looking forward to talking to her. So that'll be on tomorrow's show.